All right, Ben Gretsch is on vacation this week. He's probably, I don't know, hiking somewhere right now. Bryce Canyon, I don't know. We don't have a geotag on Ben Gretsch, but we have <laughs> brought in a heavy hitter to replace him. A man who I believe last time graced us on this show does not remember <laughs> any of it. So I presume we welcome back a much more sober John Dago right now. I do have a glass of wine over here, but Gretch actually, the last thing I, I woke up to one missed calls from you, two missed calls from Rich Rebar, and three DMs from Gretch asking if I was alive. That pretty much thumbs up how quote unquote Friendsgiving went for all of us. Yeah. And I was surprised when we posted uh, that you're going to be drafting with us. Someone even already had a screenshot on the ready of you from that show. I don't even, what were you even holding the number three up for? There is genuinely no telling. Have, <laughs> yeah, no I, one I, that's one that. I actually am. We had a great time. It's no big deal, but that's one I genuinely am in two bears to go watch again. So that's going to have to be someone else. If they ever want to have a fun night in on a Friday night and you have nothing else to do, just go watch me make an ass of myself and yell about Miss Daigle and David Johnson. Yeah, we, uh, we don't, we talk about that show, but we don't really talk about that show. It lives um, <laughs> in legend with the ship chasing friends. Yeah. So tonight we are hopping in an FFPC $125 never too early best ball tourney. We've done a few of these this year. Uh, normally we're trying to drum up uh, interest to hop in with us uh, during the afternoons. We uh, teased this last night and this was full by this morning. So uh, you guys will have to, uh, I guess, Keep tuned to the ship chasing uh, Twitter to get notified when these drafts are going to go down. But it looks like we have drawn the five slot. John, have you done any of these specific uh, best ball drafts this year? No, I looked over a couple boards the past 24 hours. I have, it seems like we've all taken different approaches. Some of us dove in early and <laughs> will choose when to scale back a little bit, maybe even this next two weeks until the NFL draft, whereas some of us saved our mental health over this past month and a half <laughs> and then are diving in after the draft. I've taken that latter approach, and uh, I'm better for it. So I have rankings, and I know like where to go. I also know Superflex ADP because of underdog, but for FFPC in particular, I'm curious to see how tight end premium shakes out. I feel like I, I've taken a healthy approach as well, just dabbling. I've got a couple uh, slow drafts going at any given time on underdog. So that's slowly ramping up to more like a handful. Um, but, you know, we've done, what, three of these, Pete? I mean, yeah. it's, it's still I mean, in a healthy place. Here's the thing. there's Is there optimal times to draft? Yes, I think I even just saw a tweet the other day talking about you see the most ADP shifts um, in April and May following free agency. So you can, if you can get out ahead of some of those trends, I think you're probably getting really good closing line value. And then also I think barbelling it and doing a ton of drafts right before the season, when we have the most possible information has resulted in the best possible teams, but let's fucking call a spade a spade. We're going to be drafting nonstop all off season. And that's just what happens. Yeah, exactly. I also think there used to be a roster construction edge this early in the offseason, as well as rookie ADP edges. But at least at underdog, I don't even know if those exist anymore. Like, I think 12 team, team leagues are even sharp as hell now. And then, uh, like, Brees Hall, we see going drafted as like the RB12 through 15 in any given draft. Like, the top rookies are also not really getting I, value. I think. I think there is an edge, though, at the rookies beyond the top guys. Like, okay. Traylon Burks was going way higher than Garrett Wilson and Drake London early on. Mm. Um, you're seeing Kenneth Walker still, I think, probably have a bit of a – too big of a gap 
um, to Brees Hall in half point PPR. So it's more about, yeah, you're not going to get great values on the top guys, but I think you can still get some rookie values. I bet there are a few values here though. And yeah, I'm betting there, are. there better yeah. be, there better be. I mean, what, what's our, uh, I, I will say I have to get out of the super flex mindset because then that's been most of the, the best ball drafts I've been doing of yep. late here at uh one Oh five, obviously McCaffrey Taylor come off the board. Those guys have been, you know, routinely going top three. Um, John, I mean, is this going to be a classic, you know, ideological discussion here at, <laughs> at, at, at one five, there's going to be some nice receivers here. Is there a running back in play for you? No, after, JT and CMC, that's pretty much where I pack it up because I'm more interested in Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Travis Kelsey would have been my answer, actually, if he was still yeah. around. Um, so Justin Jefferson will be my personal pick. Would love to hear yours. Jamar Chase, I think Stephon Diggs should be in the number one overall wide receiver conversation. Uh, the issue right now is you don't need to take him that high, but I think he'll get there by August. And so, yeah, whatever you are thinking for wide receiver. I mean, I'm Jefferson or Chase. I don't feel very strongly. Uh, I'm team Jefferson on this. Um, I obviously love both, but I feel like Jefferson has a higher ceiling this year just with the lack of target competition. Yeah. Um, so we will go ahead and uh, grab Justin Jefferson. Certainly zero problem uh, with that. We got our guy, Michael Dubner here. He is going to add this team to our ship chasing roster tracker. Dubner, please remind us in real time, preferably before we make a pick on a guy that we've drafted in every single draft. I think, that's how you know we've already drafted too much when we start <laughs> to worry about diversification in April. <laughs> That's true. Um, I shouldn't be talking about uh, getting the best value here right now on April 6th. We're going to have more than enough time <laughs> to discuss that. Uh, Max pointing out, and I was going to mention this too, uh, Daigle, uh, new new background here. Let's, I mean, let's see. What are, you, what are you working with here? We got the mic. We got the brick wall. What's the, uh, what's the lighting behind you? Uh, that is... As you have seen when you visited Bell's house in Philadelphia, now he owns like seven, but he has the the nano leaf lights atop his TV. I always yeah. saw those. I thought they were the coolest things I have ever seen in my entire life. And they're actually affordable, whereas everything Bell's owns, I just assume is not. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have them over me now, over the painting of Banff Springs, one of my favorite courses as well. And I schedule it according to the podcast I'm on. So right now, you may not be able to tell, but they are ship chasing colors. Oh, okay. All right. That's oh, that's, very nice. that's awesome. Got to stay on brand. And uh, and also, since we last uh, did a show with you, you, of course, uh, over now with 4 for 4 in Betsperts, rocking that. How have they been treating you? Did John Paulson give you the, the hazing ritual? I don't miss news. That seems to be the typical <laughs> response. If you talk to the ex-Roto Worlders as well, whenever you open your life up to no news, uh, the world becomes your oyster. And so despite having that extra free time, what has happened is I've also took taken on a lot more and uh, you'll see me in the golf streets a lot now. Not only playing, I always played actually, but hosting shows and writing DFS columns as well. And then USFL starts up here pretty soon. And then we have a lot of other ideas for the draft and whatnot. So yeah, just lots of ideas. It doesn't seem like I really actually created free time for myself. <laughs> uh, Pat, is Big Peacock going to be doing USFL stuff? I don't know what the USFL plan is. Uh, we had a draft guide meeting today, but I but US, USFL didn't come up. So you're not getting a USFL draft guide. I know that it would be three pages long. <laughs> USFL draft guide. That'd be good. Are you gonna watch it, Pat? Or do you have any interest at all? I was. I don't know your take on XFL. Uh, I wasn't that into XFL, but I feel like I missed out. So I, I I think I will. I think I will be. I'm. 
missed out on DFS. The the actual television product yeah. was pretty disastrous. Uh, Rebar, I tried making him watch one game. He watched five minutes of it and said, turn this shit off. Like, I'm not happy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, Pat, are you going to be uh, featured in the print edition of this uh, this draft guide? I will be, yeah. I'm writing, writing some articles, writing some team previews, that type of stuff. Oh, might have to uh, take a few trips to the grocery store. Uh, let oh, anyone yeah. walking by know. Hey, my God, I will no longer be available in the grocery store. That's the thing. I lost. <laughs> yeah. I lost that privilege. Yes, but you got a very tight-fitting Betsford shirt in replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm training. Uh, I'm running the Buffalo Marathon at the end of the May with Leone, and nice, so dude. oh, okay. I've I've been training. Um, he we send each other. We are we we check in with each other. We're buddies. We're run buddies. And wait, are you like, are you training for this marathon by doing a bunch of bench press? Because that's what I was talking about filling out that that. Uh, oh shirt no. There, no, no. That. <laughs> I, I have mixed in. So I read the ultra runner book. Uh, I think it's actually just called running ultra finding ultra is what it's called. Uh, Rich roll. I think his name is not to be mistaken. We're never going to give you up. And right, not a Rick he's roll. like, he's one of the world's greatest ultra runners as well as being one of the world's greatest power lifters. And I thought like on top of everything, I don't have the protein or the time to do this, but what if I just start doing it? That's my issue. Pete is that I become too adventurous and aggressive in everything I want to do. And so uh, I started mixing in some new workouts. The That's point, awesome. though, is to finish the marathon. That's the point. Because Leone's yeah. going to crush a half, whereas I've already signed up for the full because, again, I'm too ambitious in life. <laughs> Wait, so was it a coincidence? I thought it's like, I, did you just did you just one-up Leone? You're like, hey, yeah, I'll run that with you, but I'm going to tack on an extra, you know? I told him, well, I'm, running the, I told him I'm running the full. <laughs> he told me he's running the half, even though he did train during – buffalo winter like he was outside running oh with God. run clubs uh so he's actually probably in better shape than me honestly you could tell too he's shed a ton of weight on his streams all right we are on the clock i'll throw some names out from the queue joe mixon deandre swift chubb camara waller kittle t higgins aaron jones barkley waddle what are you guys thinking to me it's do we want to make sure we get the tight ends and let the room pick a running back probably coming back or do we want to pick a running back uh that's where I'm at. Right. I mean, I, I probably prefer to get our preference at tight end. And then I think there's going to be a running back like coming back. Diggle, what do you think? Do we have a preference after these three? That's the issue. The only one is Kittle, right? Waller. Yeah. I think I'm. Mean, oh, I yeah. Okay. Kittle. What do you guys Ten think? 10 seconds. I'm... Waller or Kittle for me. All right. So I pick. put Kittle in, in the queue. I'll go Kittle. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a running back. I know we're on FFPC, but let's see what other wide receivers come back. Yeah, That's true, and yeah. The you know, I was looking at it because Team Four took Kelsey. We had a little cover there, assuming he wouldn't double tap tight end. But with three teams there, um, there's definitely a chance that we get squeezed out of those elite tight ends. And I don't know, it's early in the draft season, but I still feel so much cozier on FFPC getting one of these elite guys. Me too. I am interested where Tyreek fell. I figured that would happen. Um, Devontae Adams, I still wonder if he's going to fall more here in the next couple months, too. Maybe, I'm yeah. I'm a bit surprised to see Hill over... Oh, no, so Adams. Yeah, Adams, that's earlier than I would have thought he'd be going. Dubner, remember when I told you that you need to say this stuff before we <laughs> end up with 75% <laughs> George Kittle? Yeah, we, we, 
We literally just flipped a coin. We could have gone with Waller. I even thought about that. And I was like, yeah, I like Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All right. I'm pretty happy with Kittle, actually. Yeah. So who cares? Again, you're going to be doing this so much. Uh, y'all are already doing it every week, essentially. I already signed up for weekly Thursday underdog streams. And a couple weeks ago, I even thought, this is too early. Like, I, we have to now make this last six months. So get ready just to throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks. Can't are you wait. on team fast draft or slow draft, Daigle? I always slow draft. Always. Okay. All right. Another. Team I only fast draft on streams, which oddly enough is the hardest time to fast draft. <laughs> yes. I'm moving slowly over to slow draft. Yes. Bro, imagine like just not ever drafting and then checking your notifications and sticking that needle in your arm of 20 drafts at once. It's awesome. I've tried to, <laughs> I'm glad to hear there's this groundswell for slow draft nation because sometimes last year I felt like I was fighting the good fight against an army of fast draft zombies. I still think I'm going to be fast draft in August. You know, when you're just like, I just want. I just want to like get all my knowledge right out, right into this, right into this phone. I know everything. You know? <laughs> Dang, running backs are getting hammered after. Yeah. Wow. Is this? I, I mean, James Connor at three one. Is that? That, that has seems, to be ahead uh, of ADP, right? This is. <laughs> we are in the FFPC, baby. Uh, it is, but I don't hate it. I, I mean, I I love Higgins and Waddle. I love here. Higgins here. Um. Yeah, I would be Higgins or. Fournette, so I would go Higgins. All right, let's do it. We just kind of <laughs> blanketly ignore Eddie Vetch as a letter for that. The one time y'all should be drafted him, you are still going to ignore him. Uh, well, yeah, this would actually be a decent value, uh, mid third. Because I guess I mean, I'd rather have profile. I'd rather have Fournette than James Connor. I, I, I'll, I'll say, yeah, that. me too, yeah. I mean, I, I like both, and this is the range for both. Their ADP hasn't adjusted. Like, we think that's early. That's honestly probably about right. Yeah. Even if the touchdowns don't carry over, that's the thing. Uh, the 20 touches per game will for however long he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, the the, the backfield was worth like 30 points a game at the end of the yeah. season. Like, it's just a ton of value in the backfield. That's That's my issue with Andrews, too, right now, is that obviously you want to fade him since he was significantly better with – Huntley, especially on targets 10 plus yards downfield. But at the same yep. time, look at this tight end position. Like, who are you really fading him for? Like, even his floor as the tight end four or five is probably just fine. He's better than the rest of those guys when we're reaching on Dalton Schultz. I like, I like Dawson Knox as well. But I mean, I would never take him over Mark Andrews. I just no. noticed Team Six is called Roll the Clip and has an identical structural draft to us so far. <laughs> do you still? Do y'all still roll the clip? Daigle, uh, oh, outing yourself is not a regular ship chasing fan. First Bro, of all, there's we been will, so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll roll the fucking clip, but we'll also roll a new clip if you're lucky. Yeah, we got a new clip. Oh, uh, okay. Now yeah, I depending. am. Well, we have to get them, but yeah, yeah. Um, also, I just want to say how we can never win with the ship chasers because it was last year during draft season where they would always start lusting after other teams. They would be like, yeah, uh -huh. well, you took DeAndre Swift in the third, and we like it when they're pissing yellow. But then we do take a running back, or a, or we go, wow. you know, pure piss boy, and then they say Uncle Lenny's the pick. How can we win with these guys? And then also, if you scroll up and look at what Jay White said, 
If you ever have a chance to draft Fournette or T. Higgins in PPR and take Lenny, I'm unsubbing. Yeah. So <laughs> split, that's split reactions on drafting Fournette. All right. That's actually what I want to see there. You know, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna give us crap when we take the running yeah. back. I yes. think this is the range. That's all I'm saying. I, I would yeah. be fine no, with I, it. I but agree. Drafting wide receivers, again, probably better. It's okay. He feels like a guy who's going to be like the 205 or something in two months. So Him and James Conner, for sure, will will get up there. Uh, this yeah. is extremely early for Conner, but again, I think it's going to be corrected very soon. I think Cam Akers will be corrected as well. Once people start diving in more, eventually they'll just forget the Cam Akers playoff run and just throw it out the window because it really doesn't matter at all. Especially because with Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson, whichever one was healthy, um, Sean McVay gave them over 80% of the backfield touches. It's mixed whenever you look at splits from last year. One, because splits from last year suck because so much happened every single game that you have to yeah. like remember and jot all this stuff down. But two, they genuinely only use running one running back, and that running back will obviously be Cam Akers. So uh, his ADP is pretty good right now, too. Um. What other interesting starts do you guys see here? Dalvin Cook, Najee, Cam Akers, the classic high T uh, start there. Would you see Josh Allen come off the board at with a step with a dig stack? Yeah, um, I guess that's, that's tough because he probably knows he's not coming back to him at right five twelve or uh, whatever. So I guess you have to pull it off. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, what what's his ADP in here? I mean. Definitely above his ADP, but yeah, not like crazy above, right? I don't know, maybe around. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes' ADP in here is at forty-five, and he's been going a few picks ahead of him, I'm, I believe. So it's I'm not crazy to... if you want to get the stack, right? It doesn't matter because again, diversification on April sixth. But I think I would have taken if I had I thought about it, Mike Evans over T Higgins too since Russell Gage is pretty much being painted as the winner without Chris Godwin. But like we saw in the playoffs, they would just pepper Mike Evans. Yeah. His ADOT came down. Like they were using him differently. Mm -hmm. And Brady very much a a guy who wants chemistry with his receivers. So, Oh no. Gage may have that or may not. Do we have a Mr. X with us tonight? Four straight. Oh boy. (laughs) Vomiting green here. (laughs) It's, It's good. I need to take off my hoodie. It feels like we're in mid-July form here on ship chasing. Hmm. I actually, I kind of like this spot in the board here. I definitely, at least early on in the season, I do like some of the, I guess I would say DeAndre Swiftian type yeah. anchor running backs you can get in the I think third we're thinking the same thing here, Pete. Yeah. There, and there's a, there's a couple guys that fit that bill for me. Yeah, there's a couple guys that would be pretty interesting here. They're not like yeah. true dead zone picks. Or and I would have been like DeAndre Swift was. I would have been excited about Antonio Gibson or Brees Hall if they would have fallen to us there. Yeah, me too. Brees Hall is a pretty good prospect. The more I dig in, that he, he's legit. I, I'm looking at available running backs just to see where we could go, and just Ezekiel Elliott keeps popping out. So oh, just God. Dang, I'm trying dang, not to. Not I'm that. trying to give you a reason not to draft him. Hold on. <laughs> you're probably. I guess you're probably looking at ETN, right? I shouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Well, roll the roll the clip. Roll the uh, clip is probably. I, I was gonna say I don't I don't mind Dobbins either. Honestly, I'm still somewhat worried about Dobbins. The good thing is. If we're guessing which one out of him and Gus Edwards bounces back like more explosively, 
just given age, given athleticism, it would be Dobbins over Edwards. But remember, they were literally splitting touches at the end of 2020. Uh, they were just a committee. That's why Gus Edwards was an awesome arbitrage pick last year. And I think he is again this year, and they're separated by six or seven rounds. Yeah, I, I'm not as into Dobbins. Like, I didn't love Dobbins in the fourth round before he got hurt. So, I don't know. I, I think I'd be Zeke over Dobbins just as like a, as an anchor. We, we'd have to take some running backs late because Zeke's not going to Zeke's not going to be starting for us in the playoffs of this thing. You are um, correct, yeah. So then I'm, I'm glad that we avoided the, the Zeke discussion. We're all in agreement. We like ETN as a pick here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do that. Um, Definitely stoked on that. I like this structure a lot. Sam has a good question. A guy that's definitely a blind spot for me right now in drafts. He says, do you guys think Kamara's ADP is baking in suspension risk? Or do you think that's his steady state ADP regardless? I mean, there has to be some baked in at that price. I think it's so. Gotta be some and- baked in. And it's odd because you would think everyone would be baking in Dalvin Cooks too. I think Dalvin Cook is the more threatening one, honestly. Uh, that's why that's what makes Alexander Madison such a great pick because Cooks incident just happened in November, and it seems like it would be four to six games, but I we don't know. And everyone keeps drafting as a top five running back. Yeah. Hmm. So an underdog, I've been staying away from Dalvin Cook. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, because it, it mean, was weird that they didn't take any action last year. Remember they had looms? remember they had a late season. I think they had a maybe it was a November incident, maybe it was the November court day, and it got pushed back to the offseason. Like they pushed it back a, a few months. Mm, mm. So we're still waiting on the fallout from that. Okay. The thing is, with in either of these, you know, best ball tournaments with big top heavy prizes. Like I'm never going to begrudge anyone for taking a discounted swing on someone who could finish, you know, around two rounds in, in Camara's case here ahead of his ADP. Like, you know, if you're just talking about pure upside and the suspension risk goes away, like if you're not concerned about just regular steady state decline, like Sam was talking about, I, I don't mind those, those picks. But to Diggle's point, Cook isn't that he's, he's right. still very expensive. So yeah, Camara. I mean, so I think Camara should be going ahead of Barkley if if uh, it wasn't yes. for the suspension risk, right? I I think my hot take. It's too early for hot take, and I see people giving them out on Twitter, and I'm like, man, like, what are you gonna do with the rest of your? Content Wait, you see people month? giving hot takes out on Twitter? Oh yeah, there, there, there are people that are already. Twitter? There are people that are blowing the load five months too early. Like you gotta <laughs> yeah, make dude. it to summer. Good. My luck. eyes have never glazed ever more on Twitter than Godspeed. You got another weeks. five months to create that hot take. Um, I, but I'm still not convinced that Saquon Barkley makes it on the final roster. That's a good I, one. I, I don't know. I don't know if they want him. I don't know if anyone else in the league wants him. Remember, they tried to trade him. Of course, no one wants to trade for twice injured running back the past two seasons. Uh, that still was due 7.2 million this year. If he doesn't show up to OTAs healthy, like, I genuinely don't know if they just wouldn't part with them and move on because they've parted with everyone else from Gettleman and Judge. That's the era they don't want yeah. to be on their roster. Um, we're we're on right. the clock here. We're on the clock. So running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, Kenneth Walker, wide receivers, Godwin, he, Judy. He doesn't catch passes, but just average 27 carries in his healthy games. Elijah Mitchell is still just pops. I think that I'm worried the 49ers will bring in someone. Uh, really? I'd rather take Zeke than Elijah. I'd rather take Zeke, yeah. Okay. Not I like mean, someone yeah. big, but enough to Zeke. Kind of ruin the roll play. the tape. Are we taking <laughs> Zeke it. for Daigle? Yeah, let's take Zeke for Daigle. 
It is. You have to admit, it is. I need to go throw up. Tony Pollard, (laughs) while Pete's (laughs) Pollard averaged seven and a half touches in the game Zeke was available for. Like Tony Tony Pollard still doesn't exist. He's the better player, and it doesn't matter every single year. Oh. Yeah, I feel Pollard so. And is, at the is, end of this year, they're not going to resign him. He's just going to be gone. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah, <sighs> they're giving him the full Ben Tate treatment. It's it's really frustrating, but he's better than Ben Tate. Ben Tate. He's yeah, he is better than Ben Tate. <laughs> just gotta, you just gotta suck it up. Take the ADP dip in April sixth. John, How you, have you, doing, Pete? you have a thing, Tic Tac, maybe. Is that what you I, use for? <laughs> do you use Thin Mints, the the Girl Scout cookies, as breath fresheners? Every day I have my my regular constitution, which is me throwing up uh, <laughs> after I see someone take Ezekiel Elliott, and then I have a Thin Mint. Do you have a Thin Mint? Would you normally uh, wait longer than this for running backs, even for ETN, or is ETN a player y'all have been breaking the trend for? So I would have taken ETN and then Judy. If this was my draft. Yeah. I have a little ADP anchoring to ETN on underdog because you can routinely get him in the fifth and sixth round, even outside of the super flex stuff. But I I'm, I'm very high on, on ETN. He feels like this year's Deandre Swift to me. Judy over Zeke wouldn't have been bad either. You should have made a stronger case. Kareem. Well, you know, I thought it'd be kind of fun to take Zeke because we, uh, we have you on the show. We, we almost you, took him in the last round. You have to have the Zeke exposure. I mean, this who else are you really going Zeke to get it in? Yeah, we're not going to get it. Like, yeah. when we have, uh, you know, Leonia and Gretsch back, you know, they're not, we're not taking Zeke. Not a chance. And Leonia will probably try to pitch him, and I'll go, gross, dude. We're not taking Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we, we know exactly what, what Team 6 is doing here. Uh, we... What which ship chaser is this? I should go look at the owners here and see if I can figure this out. Yeah, we right. didn't uh, we didn't capture the love of the room for very long. I mean, when you take Zeke, you know, you're not going to win a, a ship <laughs> yeah. chasing room. That is pretty sexy, number six. Uh, I still, you know, it's just one player and he has three more and he, I'm sure he's going to draft more. I still do worry about Elijah Moore, though, since we're banking on Zach Wilson development plus the Jets clearly adding one more wide receiver to an already crowded room. Look at this. Willis gets a new job and now he's just firing off super (laughs) chats. Like it's no thing. Willis making it rain. Congratulations, Willis on uh, on your move and all all of that good stuff. We should have had a Zeke clip. (laughs) I mean, Mm. so we can play it once Mm. a year in April. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, we're good on that. Roll the clip of Zeke strafing (laughs) sideways out of bounds. Hey, because he couldn't take it. I'll tell you what, we do now have a Zeke clip and it's me throwing up after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually make a note. I'm, gonna get I'm, that glad, I'm glad we have that now. We need it. <laughs> we do need a Zeke clip. We got we got to keep the the ship chasers on their hmm. on their on their toes. If they know every single pick we're going to make before we do like George Kittle in the second. <laughs> yeah, George Kittle, T. Higgins in the third. I mean, you know, we could have made those in our sleep. Willis is also in all of my streams as well. Uh, remember the good old days when it was pretty much just Eric Belair jumping in everyone's stream no matter what time of day? Yeah, I mean, Willis is uh, he is an all-time uh, community member, supports all the shows, the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I'm always in like Willis's depth too of YouTube knowledge. He knows all the the gamers, and I mean, you can't pull 
uh, anything past Willis if it happens on YouTube. Does Permore show up to these streams? I don't. Re- I don't know if not, I recognize that name. Maybe. Maybe not Permore like he did to the waiver wire show. Yeah, I think he, he was a day. Shows up occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he but. still follows me around to the the four for four streams, and. Yeah, I, I just know, like, Bel Air DM me the other day. We're all clearly very close friends with him. I know he's doing much better in life. That's most important. But you do see him on less streams now. Yeah. I think uh, I will never begrudge anyone for, for not uh, being in the chat all the time. We appreciate the support, but you also got to take care always, of yourself. Always support people uh, being less online. I think that's, that's probably <laughs> yeah. a good thing. That's we like our guy. have to do less, even though <laughs> it seems like all of us are not doing that at all. No, no, we're not. We're not do, doing it ourselves. Do what we say, <laughs> yeah. not what we do. Exactly. Um, we are almost on the clock here. After roll the clock, okay. He goes Amon Ra, really pissing yellow. You love to see it. Uh, Devonte Smith, Darnell Mooney. Um, I could see going Dak here. Uh, hmm. We got Zeke. Uh, otherwise, I think we take a wide receiver, which would probably be Smith. I mean, I definitely like Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, quarterbacks. I do agree. There's probably a tear break here after Dak once you get to the Brady, Wilson, Stafford stuff. John, do you have thoughts? Just go Dak and uh, let's start the stack. Let's try to sneak this one in. So you want to get Pollard then? Is that what you meant by starting the stack? <laughs> there, there, are we'll <laughs> there are other options. There are other options. We can get Dalton uh, Schultzman. Yeah. Although it's probably too expensive for, for a kill. Team. Uh, no, Schultz is gone. He went at five yeah. one. Oh yeah. God. All yeah. right. I'm so glad we got Kittle. There's 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 other players we can grab. We're good. Team team <laughs> Evan four. says the Dax the Dak Zeke stack is the most prestigious <laughs> stack in the game. Who else who else has a Dak Zeke stack right now? I bet no one. Sometimes, you know, Gotta stacking stacking has become so commonplace that you actually need to find stacks that no one else would even consider a stack <laughs> to find a stack yet. <laughs> um, oh man. I don't know. I I like this team, you know. Coming around. Yeah, we need we need to start hitting wide receiver. We we took a long break. Let's get well, back this to is it. this is a good this is a good range here. Plus, we're gonna get an opportunity to draft some of your favorite rookies because we're gonna be plucking them That's out, Crane. Yeah, that's true. That's right. It is true here. Sam trying to couple Mr. X's. Team four has the Mahomes Kelsey stack and then a lot of high testosterone picks. And then team 10, um, allergic to wide receivers so far as well. I'm looking yeah, you're not Mr. X, but like this is just like the, the taster for Mr. X. This is the appetizer. Yes. Once we're around like seven or eight, then we'll know. Then we'll know if anyone's Mr. X. The uh, what? It was a couple weeks ago. I want to say it might have been the same drafter, the the Billy Vaughn, and he pushed it pretty far because weren't we? We had some kind of game yeah. in a draft with him. I think he went like ninth round or tenth before he he grabbed a wide. Maybe receiver. even further. Yeah, I remember it being pretty late. I and mean, what did they look like? Did it look like <laughs> what ours are going to look like? Um. I don't no, we, remember liking his team if that shocks you, but <laughs> we paint masterpieces, John. That's what we're, we do. We're in route here. There's some there's some fine receivers. We're gonna take a we're gonna have to jump the ship a little bit. Like we're gonna have to jump the line here, but that's okay. Is that a was that a ship chasing tie-in? You get the yeah, lights, jump the ship. Jump yeah. the ship. Oh, I it's think long- you're gonna hate 
I think you're going to hate the next receivers we're going to have to take is the issue. Is really? I don't mind. Line? I don't mind the guys here. Oh, okay. You must not be looking at Adam Thielen then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was not. Uh, I guess we have Jefferson. I mean, if you're going to make the argument. I like the <laughs> story that, that Mike is telling. Galaxy Brain, Cowboys trade Zeke to the Texans. Sorry, Marlon Mack. Pollard takes the top role, and you both draft – you draft both plus Dak and everyone hits the ceiling. I mean, well, Mike Rob, this is the glass half full kind of thought. Should we should we play into this hypothetical galaxy brain and just draft <laughs> Brandon Cooks as well? That way we we double stack well, our Cooks gets traded to Dallas. <laughs> yes. It's a Zeke, a Zeke for Cooks. Zeke trade. for Cooks. Who he says no? in our galaxy brain <laughs> trade? <laughs> I think the Cowboys win that trade. I'm not kidding. I think straight up the Cowboys win that trade. They absolutely they, they would. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett was one I was going to suggest. Yeah, I was going to. I was in on Lockett. Um, He's old, not, not gross old. I think it's common knowledge by now, but just the discrepancy between where he and DK Metcalf are being drafted, even though it's an ambiguous wide receiving core, is uh, pretty egregious. And that's been the case for years. Yeah. What do yeah. you guys think He's about old. Gabe Davis here? I, I'm into it. Yep. That was going to be my suggestion, actually. Look and at then this. Adam Thielen. <laughs> oh, I, I just heard the first part. two guys on the same path <laughs> of their career. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I blacked out for that. Whatever you said in a second. <laughs> so, what, what else are you up to these days, John? You're now all settled in at the new gig. But I mean, the John that everyone knows is nomadic John, bouncing around. Yeah, these um, lights don't look nomadic at all. You miss Silva. No. You know, give us, give us a peek behind the curtain. No longer a fun life living with Silva. I have become an adult like everyone else and stuck to a boring routine. Uh, I live in North Chicago now, the Lincoln Park area. Uh, I moved here genuinely. Well, one, because I met somebody. So here I am now. But also because I want to go to Silva's during the regular season, just kind of live there still during the week. And so uh, that's, what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm literally, I'm literally just going to go hang out with them at five in the morning every night. And work football with him because it's so much fun. So I'll still do that during the regular season. There will still be overlap for sure. Other than that, though, I mean, genuinely, dude, there's not much going on. Like, it's I walk everywhere. I think I use my car once per week because, you know, Chicago, nice. in this area at least, it's a it's a very walkable. I'm only two miles from the lake, so I'll go down there. Awesome. Um, you know, just trying to keep seeing. Everything's how, going so going well. How far do you live from Silva right now? Oh, he's in the burbs, so... I would say 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So close enough for Silva to, you know, hit you up. Hey, can you swing by the house, drop off some Pedialyte, stuff like that? <laughs> and, and also like the place that I'm in, it also has a, uh, has a private rooftop deck. And Ooh. what I'm worried about is Silva coming over. Cause there's like a couch and a fire table up there with a view of the Chicago skyline. What I'm worried about is him coming over and then just not leaving. So he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't visited yet. And I'm very concerned. He one doesn't leave and two passes out on the couch outside upstairs. I'm envisioning this scenario where it's like you miss his house in the burbs and he falls in love with your apartment. Then you guys just actually switch just, places. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't have, I mean, it's still the same thing. I, I went over there a couple of weeks ago and there's still leftover 3 a.m. DoorDash McDonald's. He DoorDashes drive-through food, by the way. That's still the one thing that irks me. It's like if you're gonna DoorDash, at least huh. clean your quality and standards up. Yeah. He he DoorDashes only fast food. 
delivers it at 3 a.m., leaves it. He orders for an army, first of all, eats 20% of it. He doesn't eat leftovers, so the rest just waits on the table. And then also, like, the furniture in the house. This is why I looked like I was recording. So, wait, so you, you would, when you say waits on the table, you mean you'd come in after Silva's done? I would, I was a ferret at the Silva house for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just clean up yeah. that. You know how food. they say to eat seven times to keep your metabolism up? It was very uh-huh. easy at the Silva house. Yeah. It was one meal. Just keep so, on going to the table. I'll defend Silva a bit here. And I, I'm defending him uh, in that I, I don't DoorDash fast food. But uh, if you think about it, Fast food, I feel like, holds up longer in the car than if you get some really good food that gets cold. Like, you can have not that this hot fries. This is a bad fries. take. You can have <laughs> fries that aren't piping hot from McDonald's. You, cold fries hot. are gross. I didn't say cold. I said not piping hot. There's more that, risk, downside risk of a nice meal getting cold and not as good. than Not everything food, delivers well, but some incredible food, Thai food, for example... Thai food holds food up. Delivers yeah. Indian really, well. really yes. well. Indian uh, food, yeah. Just like when I read Karain's rookie rankings, it's like, yes, that is a good point, Pete. But if you think Silva and the NFL GMs think like that, then you're off your fucking rocker. Because Silva <laughs> Silva's not worried about cold fries. Silva is just ordering McDonald's because he wants fucking well, McDonald's. In defense of my rookie ranks, I spent a lot of time on things that I'm hoping the NFL GMs aren't, aren't thinking of, so I can just add draft position to it and probably. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When people tune in for a range of outcomes talk, they don't think it's on <laughs> fast food delivery quality. <laughs> also, yeah, by the way, shameless plug, uh, Karen will be talking about those rookie rankings on the four for four podcast tomorrow, live at 4 PM Eastern. Very nice. And then I kind of, I didn't mean to do this, but then I kind of dunked on him and Field Yates is coming on after. To talk yeah, to I'm Rivers. getting booted for Field Yates. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's, like, that that's probably going to get more views, honestly. <laughs> I have a short appearance because Fields. I didn't mean to be your opening. You're opening. I'm, I'm literally an opening man for Field Yates. <laughs> he's he's warming up for Chappelle, and then uh, once the crowd's yeah. laughing, Yates is going to come in strong. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, Evan asks, "How does Ramen deliver?" Ramen does pretty well. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. Ramen delivers very. Well. I mean, look, you got to know where you're ordering from, but the best place is they'll send the noodles separate. So then you heat up the broth. And that's piping, piping hot. And then you dump the noodles in there. You dump all the fixings in there. And it's almost like eating at the, the ramen shop. There you go. Um, ooh, this is a good suggestion, Casey. Although, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Silva is not on my short list of people to invite back to do a randomizer show. <laughs> Love to to do it with Daigle. But uh, yeah, Silva, if you, if you didn't see that, worst guess in randomizer history. I don't think I participating in it last year either so if you just well you're getting subbed in for silva yeah if you just (laughs) i understand why as someone who watched the stream i understand why (laughs) yeah that was that was an incredible stream though and and i told pete this i texted this him like at 1 a.m all the time when it happened silva is a big fan silva watches like ship chasing youtube on his tv at like 2 a.m just drinking and laughing out loud hey evan how you doing (laughs) man (laughs) we see you tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> he is tomorrow. a big fan <laughs> oh man i was I gotta, how, what's that no, go ahead Pete. no good no no yeah we're we're almost on the clock here we're waiting for roll the clip to go we're starting to get into that hodgepodge range we got running backs quarterbacks tight ends if we're wanting to crank i mean we'll trail on burks i don't know trail on burks be fine or, with me or do we want to get gallup and get the stack we could do that. 
Yeah. What do you think, Tagle? Traylon Burks has also was also the they, first wide receiver. He was the he was the first wide receiver the Cowboys brought in for a top thirty visit. Yeah. Should we that's should we pretty, Galaxy that's way brand more fun than Gallup? Let's do it. I mean that's Let's fun, right? Let's do that. Yeah. That's very fun. And we also, already gotta... we are unique in that we have the Zeke Dak prestigious stack. Now factor in a player who's not even on their team yet. We're talking. We're cooking. That's yeah. how you win. And Pat, I got to share the thing that was in our uh, DM with Davis today. Um, Pittman oh, struggled yeah. to come up with the proper way to describe Burks. Uh, smart, articulate, someone who cares about his teammates. But the word he kept coming back to was country. He hunts wild boar with his dogs in the whole nine yards. Yes, you read that correctly. Burke doesn't just fish. He doesn't just hunt deer with a crossbow. He goes out into the woods in search of wild boar with nothing but his dogs and a knife. We just drafted that man. He and literally talks about how the boars have tusks for a reason. And he's like, I know I could like get myself seriously hurt. <laughs> like, I mean, total grown ass man shit. I love it. But also like, I don't want him to be out for like 12 weeks <laughs> due to a boar injury. Uh, Dangle, had you seen that quote? I have not. I had not wow. seen that quote before that. Uh, I just know that just in being an Arkansas alum, uh, and the top 30 visit I mentioned, that's kind of all the dots you need to connect. Assuming they don't go interior offensive linemen, I still think they're leaning towards Kendall Green from Texas A&M. But Traylon Burke's definitely an option. And I feel like he'll be there when they pick. Uh, the Absolutely. Washington's yeah. like super linked to Garrett Wilson, uh, and Burke's has fallen a little bit. I think London probably goes ahead of him. As John, Yesum points out, this is definitely a one-of-one one lineup. That's what's important here. Yeah, John, do you there. have any uh... – any uh, rookie hot takes? I mean, obviously we can't spoil any uh, potential picks, but anything that's going a little uh, against the grain or consensus right now? I don't think it's really hot take anymore, but like every quarterback is bad. Every every single one. I'm not excited about anyone. Um, Malik Willis and his lone test against a ranked team, number 16 Ole Miss last year, 240, three picks, no touchdowns. Also among this entire class, the lowest completion rate under pressure as well. Small school quarterbacks I always worry Big about. Big plays using. under pressure, though. He, he throws deep under pressure. Throws deep under pressure uh, inaccurately. But, yes, he does throw deep under pressure, <laughs> so that's great. Uh, Kenny Pickett is just Sam Darnold. Kenny Pickett is awful. Kenny uh, Pickett, I don't – I truly don't. I feel like whoever takes Kenny Pickett, fire the GM right then. Like, if he ends up being Derek Carr, it's like a massive win. And we're like, can the, can the Raiders possibly compete with Derek Carr? It's like – not not really like they, that's not good enough you need to shoot higher like i truly don't understand why anyone any gm would take kenny pickett in the first round like my first mock draft gonna, comes out well my first mock draft comes out next wednesday morning at four four but and i'm still listening to norris on this since he's so plugged in for the panthers he doesn't have penny kenny pickett going to the panthers right now but i mean i don't know how they i don't know how they get away from it uh, it's going to take a majority of the front office telling matt rule hell no because matt rule's already locked on to him considering as we all know now uh, he recruited kenny pickett to temple and then only then did pickett back out for pittsburgh because rule took the job at baylor i did not know that uh all right i think the panthers are taking Kenny not only that, but then good. for Scott Federer to come out and say, sometimes you have to reach, like sometimes you have to go all in. It just all sounds like it's Kenny Pickett, man. All right. Gallup. All right, we got Gallup. Uh, all stars. Let's do it. I think it's Gallup. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Pat, do you back off of, because you were the one who was really high on Rashad Bateman last year. 
Uh, do you think this is ADP value? You still high on Rashad Bateman? What are your opinions on him now? This feels like where it's a decision. So I, I like taking him. I don't jam him here. Uh, his his uh, rookie season is definitely a concern. But, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had a very similar rookie season in yards per outrun. So did Jalen Rager. So, you know, you're kind of at like a crossroads here. He's uh, Bateman was a very, very good prospect. So my inclination is to is to double down, basically. But it does feel like he's probably two years away from really doing like a ton, just given, you know, Marquise Brown there. Like, I think he needs a bit more time to kind of become the the target dominant wide receiver with Andrews's emergence and him not impressing especially in earning targets last year. So I I'm still optimistic and hopeful, but, um, but there's a lot of good wide receivers here. Like the, this rookie, I mean, these are, these are the cream of the crop of the rookies in a, in a good wide receiver class. Uh, Kadarius Tony usually goes right around here. So uh, I don't think you got to force it. And another issue is that Marquise Brown was just so damn good. Uh, I believe he was a, the wide receiver 12 in fantasy points per game when he was healthy with Lamar Jackson, uh, Tyler Huntley, it was bizarro Mark Andrews where everything plummeted for Marquise Brown for the second half of the season. And so that's where I kind of think there's value on Marquise Brown as well. Yeah. I like that. Alberto, of course, I don't know when we'll have a chance to draft him. This actually seems pretty late. It usually goes earlier than this. Yeah. This seems fine. In tight end premium. For this sure. is okay. Yeah. He's going to get steamed. Is to like what tight end six probably by August. I mean, I, I would, I think I'd rather have him over Dawson Knox. Like, you know, the, uh, the OJ Howard signing has me a little nervous. Cause he's just, he just dominated all the routes. And so if he loses, like if he goes down to a 75% route rate, I'm very worried about, you know, cause he was up at like 85, 90%. But the only thing is like, OJ Howard was really bad. That's like catching blocking. He like, he did nothing well, um, Bills ran a league low rate of 12 personnel last year, just 8%. And so I, I just don't know how they really get OJ Howard on the field. Um, I guess if he would, well, take it's, just, it's just, they mix him in. Yeah. Like if they just, cause a lot of tight ends, it's rare that you have a tight end run as many routes, you know, as high of a route rate as Dawson mm-hmm. Knox. Normally you'll see a tight end, even good tight ends would be more around like 75%, 80%. So I think just he was at 90%. Natural, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a, it's, he doesn't even have to do anything, O.J. Howard. He just has to, like, be better. Who's the guy that came in for, like, one route and dropped the ball, and they were like, mm, we're not doing this again. So uh, like Tommy backup Sweeney type. or something? Yeah, something like Tommy that, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, like, be better than Tommy Sweeney to run, you know, the normal backup tight end routes. I think that alone would, would hurt Knox. Okay, interesting. That's or, how Knox is being drafted, treated right now. Or he, I mean, O.J. Howard – you know, turn Gronk into a tight end superstar. Maybe he's just his mere presence that motivates <laughs> well, yeah. Dawson. Maybe Knox. he's the mentor. Is yeah, he the exactly. mentor? <laughs> Daigle, a... do you, of all, you know, if we had the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Daigle contributions to <laughs> the fantasy space, I mean, the mentor. They all have it on ship there. chasing too. Never anywhere else <laughs> in my career, actually. <laughs> they only have it on this show. <laughs> I thought I thought you had coined the mentor before you came. Yeah, like. 
No, no, I, that's the first time I used it in public. Uh, okay. I had, I had seen Silva fall out of his chair laughing when I told him <laughs> Daryl Williams would mentor CEH. And by the way, Daryl Williams is probably the better player too. So maybe yeah, he didn't sense. do a good job mentoring him because he's better <laughs> yeah, than him. It makes sense. Uh, but, but no, I had never used it in public before then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's how that's how things work. You work shit, shop your takes around Silva IRL, and then you come and you debut them on ship. That is amazing. Uh, we are also calling. Uh, who's the the Panthers OC? Oh, Ben McAdoo. We're calling the visionary. I did coin that around him too. Because that uh, does ben, sound very Daglin or whatever. The visionary <laughs> is actually super sharp. He did not get a good rep in New York, if only because he was stuck with shitty Eli Manning and a press that absolutely hated his slick back hair and mustache. They hated the way he looked. Um, he wanted to move up for Patrick Mahomes. John Mara wouldn't let him. He only ran 11 personnel in a league that didn't run pers 11 personnel. He led the league from that formation. And then Sean McVay eventually got hired. And when he did it, wow, it's the greatest thing ever. Of course, because he didn't have Eli Manning throwing the ball. And he also stuck it to the, all the fans and the organization who loved Eli Manning, invited him to dinners, their family dinners by benching him for Geno Smith. Who else would do that but the visionary? So no. The visionary. Ben McAdoo is very wise at his job. It's, it's I noticed. Still, I love a, this thing. There's a theme to all of uh, Daigle's nicknames, and they all sound like they're roles in the Church of Scientology. It's like there's the vendor, <laughs> the there's the visionary. It, it, they all Next sound like it's going to be like the shield. <laughs> they all sound like the they're Halo. CBS primetime sitcoms. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we have uh, our ship chasing uh, murderers row here. Uh, sky's the limit. Roll the clip, and then we are up. Um, structurally, I feel like we can go in in most directions. Yeah, you. I, I think you could make a case for grabbing. I, there's a couple guys. Yeah, there's a couple guys I like. Um, Ramondre goes here, and we'll see what oh, roll underdog. The clip it's been oh, Ramondre is one of the guys I liked. Underdog has been popular to grab like three or four Ugh. crash tight ends at the end. I wanted Fryermuth there. I thought that yeah. was a really nice pick. Phil Phil Helmuth would have been nice there. Um, so tons of quarterbacks, tons of tight ends atop the queue. What are you guys seeing? I mean, honestly, Gronk would be. I mean, I know it's a bit risky since he's not technically, but he's playing right. Can can we just grab Gronk and then grab Bright later? Because they already restructured Bray. He's not going anywhere. You want yeah, a handcuff in a best ball tournament at Daigle? Do I need to go throw up again? Well, if we may not have a backup tight end. <laughs> well, we could we could still take a third. I would just rather take another third dight throw. Yeah, right yeah. Throw. Right throw, that's yeah. Fair. But you guys want to take Gronk? Yeah. Yeah, let's take Gronk. Right. That's worth it. That's definitely worth it. If he plays, it's a smash. Yeah. yeah. This is this is an olive branch to everyone who wanted us to take Fournette in the third. <laughs> it would take Gronk <laughs> in the 10th. They're probably much happier with this. I mean, Gronk, like, that's an awesome value if he's playing. Anthony will... says your your Ben McAdoo is actually good take, maybe too hot, even for Twitter, <laughs> Dago. <laughs> no, I love I, that I, you're not putting these on Twitter because these are super hot takes. These are I feel like I did put that on Twitter a long time when he first got hired and I just got shit on. The, the sheep were Did you out. write a blurb? Did you write a McAdoo blurb? Because I remember reading a McAdoo blurb and it was like really like positive. Positive. I, like, I thought Problems, McAdoo yeah. sucked. Like what? What's going on? <laughs> no, the sheep will tell you he sucked. He was I'm gonna good. I'm gonna pull this up and see if Dago wrote it. 
<laughs> the blurbs are always fun to look back at because you can tell our writing styles. Like we all have different writing styles that we know who wrote it. Yeah, there's a couple of giveaways. I think Denny's got a couple where I'm like, that was a Denny. Denny's headlines are usually funny. Rotopat's yeah. also Rotopat's just a great writer. Um, yeah, Rivers McCown. It's like a novel. Typically, he loves. His, <laughs> that's that's why like Rich wouldn't write many blurbs. Um, also like dude, when Rich wrote blurbs, as you could expect, they were books. They just said like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the story of this player's life, and it'd be like this long explanation, and it was great. It was perfect. It was just really long. <laughs> I think I would be the opposite if I was about. Mine would be like just a sentence, like just get it and get out, like. I, I can't imagine you actually need much more Somet- information. Sometimes you need the sentence. Like sometimes there are players, you know, yeah. these these draft yeah. players who get dropped seventh round offensive linemen. You don't you don't need these guys having more than two sentences. That's right. Yeah, sometimes I'll uh I'll post the headline, then I'll take a breather, and then I'll come back and write those three sentences. Because <laughs> you're just like, you know, that even the three sentences felt like too much for the worst is on the first week of the regular season typically. And it's injury report day Friday. Crane and I would would tag team that, and you know, obviously we have to get all the headlines up, and then add the analysis underneath because it's just too much. Like it's just coming in hot, and uh, people would just be like, "But where's where's the blur? Like it's just a headline here." But like, yeah, dude, like they're not machines doing this. Like we are literally <laughs> paid to do this because machines can't type like how to handle this in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> they will eventually come for our jobs. They will come for yeah. the blurbs, but but you know what, Pete? I I, I can't wait. <laughs> they can come for the blurbs. But what they can't do is when write they come for the walkthrough. That's gonna 10, be a thousand words. Yeah, they come for the they come for the blurbs. Um. All right. So we got two tight ends, one quarterback, two running backs, and five wide receivers here. Um. Not much in the way of stacking. Kirk Cousins goes off the board, so the Jefferson dream is dead. You could do some uh, naked stacks with uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, Irv Smith and Justin Jefferson. Um, We got some rookies in here, Rashad White. Um, What are you guys seeing? I'd be into Rashad White. I think he's a pretty high upside guy. Uh, This feels okay for him, maybe a tad early, but there's – but relative to the other running backs, I think he, he's totally fine. What do you think, yeah. Daigle? Um, Sky Moore, uh, Christian Watson. Yeah, let's pull the trigger on more, Pete. George Pickens are also top 30 visit guys, so that's kind of where I've been leaning in rookies. Uh, did you say Sky Moore? Yes. All right, let's do it. Sky Moore, welcome. He doesn't, ha- he doesn't have as many as Christian Watson. Like Christian Watson will probably definitely get drafted over him. He's been mocked to the Chiefs a lot, but – we all clearly like Sky Moore more than Christian Watson. Do we, do we Dago, like him? Dago, will you say will you say three little words for me? Will you will you read uh, Team Oh, is it, do we hit it? Is this a jackpot? Read Team Six. What is Team Six's name? Into my arm. Hit. Roll the clip. Sky Moore, two wise. It's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Didn't think we had a Sky Moore clip, did you, Dagle? (laughs) I gotta be honest, I did not. (laughs) 
Sky Moore also more upside than LaVisca Chenault. Let's just go ahead and get that all out right. of the way. Okay, Let's go. all right. <laughs> please, please don't uh, bring up the clip that he replaced. <laughs> <laughs> to steal a, a small cast bit, Pete. This is a forward. This is a forward thinking show. <laughs> yeah, and Willis putting the Visca emo in the chat, making another note uh, underneath Zeke clip is uh, Sky emo uh, adding to the to do list here. Thank you for the reminder. You have, you have three clips now. <laughs> we actually have we have a few other ones. Um, there is a JJ Taylor clip. Don't ask why, but it exists. And it's <laughs> in a minute in 22 I really seconds. want to ask why, though. <laughs> the JJ <laughs> Taylor clip is so... It's not a clip. It's actually a video it's a on movie. YouTube. It's a feature-length movie. <laughs> yeah, because when has he had a chance to have a clip? They had to, like... <laughs> No, it's, it's, college, it's college. It's college date. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I uh, I think I forget what happened. We were talking about him, and like you guys were talking about JJ Taylor for so long that I think I had time to download a video from YouTube <laughs> and upload right. it directly to Streamyard in real time, and I just never took it out of the hopper. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were, I think it was around when he played over Ramondre Stevenson, or he there was yeah. rumors he was going to play over Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, which turned out to be true. <laughs> we we had to play the clip, so that's no big deal. But Jameson Williams was honestly probably the better pick. I didn't even realize he was still on the board. No, I, I like Sky more over Williams in best ball. I mean, Williams okay. has what torn towards ACL. Was it this year? When was the was national it? championship game? Very recent. Yeah, it may have been January. Yeah. yeah. So is is Jameson Williams then? Um, not like stylistically or production, but is he the kind of Rashad Bateman of this year where you don't want to draft him in best ball, but you don't mind stashing him on season long, knowing you could get that big boost towards the end of the season? And dynasty, because the issue is yeah. he's going to get the draft capital. He might even be the number one overall wide receiver. It's still a long shot, but he's not making a pass, in my opinion, the 21st pick. Like the Patriots would take him. I still think he could be a top 12, top 13 pick. So even though he would not produce, we assume, this year. That's the thing. Uh, long-term, yeah, he's still a great option. Great option long-term. Uh, I think even in best ball tournaments, he's he's fine. I just like Sky Moore over him because I think, you know, Sky Moore's not, like, that much worse of a bet than Williams if he hadn't torn his ACL. You know, I, again, it, it, Sky Moore, assuming, you know, maybe he goes in the early second, got a chance to sneak into the late first. Um but he's had a very strong pre-draft process. But yeah, Jameson Williams is an awesome prospect if he was healthy. Um. All right. So Rashad White and Tyler Boyd, uh, two guys I was interested in at that last pick as well. They go here to the turn to storyteller Corey Davis. Uh, checking in on Billy, he did end up starting to pull the trigger on wide receivers there. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Tony, Russell Gage, and now Corey Davis. There's still a guy in the queue here. There's still quite a few good players. Yeah. We're in decent shape. Hunter Henry goes here to team eight, first tight end. We can definitely wait. Yeah. What on on tight end three? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're we're solid there. Yeah, I mean, structurally right now, I think we have a lot of flexibility. I do too. Oh, Willis. Uh, I don't is have high. the few, so I'm just gonna write in the chat, private chat. I thought uh, so you you can tell me if they match the queue. 
Uh, Alexander Madison went, who I thought would be good. Um, oh, that would have been really good. The only thing about those names that you put in the chat, uh, Daigles, I think we can wait a couple rounds on those names. Okay, cool. This is usually I think, uh, the range for Mostert? Me. Yeah, I was going to say Mostert Dude. or Chark look kind of interesting to me. I'm absolutely down for Mostert. All right, let's do Mostert. Right, cool. Mostert pretty much told us he's going to be the lead back. <laughs> we don't believe he's going to stay healthy, but we know that he's still a splash player for best ball. It's, a, it's yeah. the old Pete slogan. He is better in this format. Plus, you know, you gotta you gotta win the the early weeks in these best ball tournaments. That's why we gotta get Mostert and Zeke. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get hurt on the first carry again, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> gotta win week one. Yeah, we're trying something different with this team. Normally, we try to finish strong. This year, we're just trying to get off to. <laughs> no, nah, I just want to get a couple wins. <laughs> just yeah, just a couple. <laughs> There's not even wins in this format. We're gonna build our reputation and hope everyone falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All we right, we would go. probably use a second quarterback because are we? We're getting to the point where maybe we need three now. Um, let's see. Ye, it's on the fringe. It's certainly on the fringe. I mean, best available quarterbacks right now, or at least just by ADP: Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Winston Trubisky, Wentz. Yeah, I'm actually with you. I think it. I think we're looking at three. That's um, a little unfortunate, but. So for the audio listeners, here's our team right now through 12 rounds. Justin Jefferson, George Kittle, T. Higgins, ETN, Zeke, Prescott, Gabriel Davis, Traylon, the Boar Hunter, Burks, Michael Gallup, Gronk, Skies Up, Moore, and Raheem Mostert. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. John Daigle brings out the best in us. After breaking the trend of vomiting green, we went back to our roots Started pissing That's right. again. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, got a couple of the high upside rookies. Got Gabe Davis, Michael Gallup. I mean, it's pretty it's fun. fun team. Have y'all had the one-on-one much, and do you basically just spread it out? I'm kind of – I haven't had the one-on-one much. My philosophy on it has been I'll take Taylor if he's the consensus one-on-one because um, I, I want it spread out. So if the market's going to say – you know, you got to pick your guy. I'll just try to even it up. If if one of them's the one one, I'll take that guy. Because you can't get JT pretty much elsewhere, right? Um. So we are. Uh, I mean, I don't mind. I th I think. Don't you think there's a little tear break after Zach Wilson to some of these other guys? I, I do. Yeah. Do you agree, Daigle? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I wish I knew Daniel Jones' neck injury a little more because I'm I'm pretty high on him if he's at full health. But mm -hmm. Zach Wilson's fine. Zach Wilson's safer. I think Zach Wilson is enough of a tweener. Like if we really got squeezed out um, right. and didn't feel like going three QBs, I think we could survive. Um, but also if we like another spot, um, I think we can certainly do it. Yeah, I, I, that's the appeal of him to me too. So we don't have to take three now, even though we could and probably should, but, but don't have right to. now from my experience, the third quarterback is easy. Uh, yeah. You can even grab Baker Mayfield knowing he's going to get released or traded. 
uh, hoping he lands like Seattle pretty much. You can grab Drew Locke if you think he's going to stay the starter. You could uh, you could grab any of the rookies because I'm sure we'll see Pickett and Willis start at some point if it's not early on. So, yeah, the third quarterback has been just the easiest job to fill out. Yeah, Willis would be pretty nice as a third quarterback. I mean, he's gonna—I think he's gonna play this year. But they I told Trey me all the QBs year, suck. So. They do, but I, uh, we they I also think run Willis is pretty. Yeah, they they run. Yeah, and Willis, like he's his intermediate uh, production is like abysmal, and he takes a bunch of sacks. But like I could care less. Who cares? Mm. He throws the deep ball and he runs. Like I understand he's going to drive his offensive coordinator crazy and probably get someone fired the, and he's going to lose games with a sack, but like, you know, it just doesn't matter for fantasy. One interesting note is that if it is the Lions who will have at least one chance to get him at number 2 and very well could there, even though I still don't think they will. Uh their offensive line is ready for a rookie. They're like even though the team is not ready, they are very well ready to protect him. And so that's what makes it interesting that he could actually have time and won't need to force throws from a po- from a dirty pocket. That would be fun. I uh, wish he had some better receiving options, but. And I'm not uh, sure. That would be a terrible fit for Amon Ra too. <laughs> like Amon Ra would yes. just be in yes. rough shape there. Amon Ra is just fine with Jerry Goff. With yeah, Malik Willis, it, it'd probably get a little rough. Talk about differing skill sets, Jared Goff and Malik Willis. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a that'd be a one eighty. Um, all right, I'm looking at the board here. Yeah, I mean, I feel much if you're looking at two pick. Well, yeah, Zach Wilson versus Jameis Winston. Um, I'm definitely happy to get get Zach Wilson in that same round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know Zach Wilson, barring injury, is going to start every game. Every game. Yeah. Right. I don't even know who the backup quarterback is in New York. Is this the first draft we haven't taken Will Fuller? Uh oh. Where's uh Dubner? He, he went. He just went. All right, good. Yeah, I think I think we did have a hundred percent exposure to Will Fuller before this draft. I Dang thought about just... mentioning him instead of Zach Wilson, but I was like, I'm pretty sure we have a hundred percent exposure and structurally we could use the quarterback. <laughs> Pete as uh Bollock points out, did you get a new light and camera? I did. I got, uh, I'm off of the, the webcam life. I got my, yep. I got the, uh, my zoom. You want to, I'm, I'm not going to show you my screen. Oh now. yeah. That is 4k. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, we're cooking now here. Did you, uh, just get like the underdog gear? Cause Josh and Hayden have the best cameras. They have such good cameras. Yeah. They, they I don't, look similar. I don't know what they have. My, my guy, Jordan, um, who just got hired, uh, at fantasy life. He's helped me out with my YouTube and streaming setup. And this is his camera that he recommended. It's a Sony. Um, but yeah, I love it. Oh, damn it. I should have asked him. Mine's fine. But, uh, that one, you want the one that shows the pores. You want to discuss the people. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, well, you gotta let the people see the pores. For yeah. sure. Then you, then you need the, uh, you know, I, I've had to up my, uh, moisturizer, uh, game here ever <laughs> since, uh, switching to this camera. Um, wow. I took years off my life. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right, let's see. So we have sky's the limit here and then roll the clip. And then we are up for our round 14 pick Dago, I replied to you in our private DMS. I definitely, um, don't mind that thought. We could probably still sit on it one more if we really wanted to push it. Um, really, he should go above. 
should be going ahead of all these guys. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Pat, are you good with that? James Washington? The one guy... So I think there's a couple other options here. Um, mm-hmm. One would be George Pickens, high upside rookie. Did he just go? Yeah, he just, he just went. went okay. right the us, other yeah. guy would be uh, Julio Jones, who wasn't that bad last year and will play somewhere. We got to take. We we got to go Washington over Julio. We can't. Right, Julio. Well, well, let's get we'll get our double. Or as, I can't uh, like. There was enough that was heard behind the scenes the past not just last year but two years ago that uh after julio's last contract with the falcons and this is why Vrabel hates him because his practice like his work ethic was has been just miserable behind the scenes um that I, I i genuinely am worried he's checked out this is why i was down on him last year and i'm still pretty much down on okay him now. all right maybe that means nothing but it definitely meant something last year because like i said Vrabel would punt him to the moon if he could yeah, there was that one game, right, where he was like just on the sidelines in the fourth quarter and it wasn't clear why he wasn't hurt. He got called out. Like Vrabel called him yeah. out in the press conference one time. We are Well, Daigle, as you as you know, I, I'm I'm fine drafting guys whose coaches hate them deeply. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be drafting Julio Jones. Even though this this is the Rojo resurgence. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, you know, it's the honeymoon period with Andy Reid. We get some that we got to get him for that for that uh that week one win. If he doesn't do it now, yeah, as Travis Reed <laughs> points out, the guy who likes Zeke can't stomach Julio. You know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rojo in the ninth round here. You know, it's a it's actually a little pricey for Rojo. I'm wow. I'm used to getting him in the the twelfth round. I think, yeah. I mean, people are just. People are down on Rojo, but man, they might even be more down on CEH. Like everyone just feels yeah. so burned. God, by even CEH. I, like I have a known CEH, like at least for opportunity, I'll usually chase it. And even I'm just like, man, I, I don't even know if I want this. Uh, since, since week, so remember pandemic NFL season, week one, his rookie year, prime time against the Texans. He gets five carries inside the five. He didn't score in any of them. Everyone thinks he can't run inside the goal line. Since that time, so since week two of his rookie season, he's actually only recorded only five carries inside the five-yard line for his entire career. They literally do not use him there, and that's our money touches. Darrell Williams led the team last year with 14 inside the five, and that's where I think Rojo comes in because I think that's the role, the physicality he brings in. So, yeah, man, I I don't know where CEH fits in. I just have no idea when to take him. Daigle and I did a battle podcast where it was Antonio Gibson versus CEH. Oh, I you remember know, this one. The listeners yeah. lost. If we Were all you dressed lost. up. We dressed up for that one, uh, Daigle. Yeah, I had my robe. I still have it yeah. here. I, so I, it was fun discovering what was in storage for two years. Um, <laughs> once I unpacked everything and got it back, and that robe was one of them that I found. I also oh. have. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say we're on the clock real quick here. To me, we're definitely kind of needing to grab a couple running backs. Um, Okay. uh, So Chris Carson, Jamal Williams, Brian Robinson, Zamir White, Keyshawn Vaughn, Foreman, Sermon, Dearness, Johnson, Justin Jackson, Michelle, anything jumping out to us Vaughn, I think, would be fine uh, as as a handcuff type. They did. They did quietly resign Gio Bernard, and Gio Bernard got the yeah. run in the playoffs. Is the issue? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I like that's Deontay so Foreman, just in case there is a surprising like they've been. Oh, winning. I like Foreman. I I didn't yeah. miss yeah. him. Foreman's yeah. great. Well, Foreman is kind of. I mean, Pat, you had put Madison 
in the queue yeah. earlier. I mean, Foreman is kind of a, a similar play. They they yeah, also I love, I love the Foreman call. They also remember we're asking about CEH trades. Like he's the one they were dangling out to get rid of his contract. And if that's the case, it is Foreman's role since Hubbard was just so bad. You mean yeah, you know, oh, CMC? Yeah, yeah. CMC. Sorry, McCaffrey. Yeah, no, that would be. I mean, could you imagine the Carolina Panthers that powerhouse off? We're, we're probably <laughs> too late nice. into the season, unfortunately, for that to happen now. But Foreman still, if McCaffrey injury, it will be Foreman. He was really good. He was really good in mop yeah. up duty last year. And that was yep. like he was still in a like a three way committee with uh, Hilliard and who was the other guy that was getting touches too. AP uh, initially, McNichols. McNichols is who I was thinking of. Yeah, they they not only cut AP into two games, but then they waived McNichols at the end of the year because Foreman mm-hmm. was playing so well, but also because Henry was a couple games away. Yep. Yeah, Josh Norris knew ahead of time they were going to keep uh, Hilliard. I, 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 that was like still confusing to me, though. I, I felt like Foreman flashed. You know, he was he was mini Derrick Henry. I know you would have thought they would have just been like, "Oh, we don't even have to worry about this. We'll just run the same plays that we would have with Derrick with Foreman." Um. Eric asking, what do we think the Panthers are doing at QB? I can't believe they would reach on a QB at six. Daigle's got the inside info here. It's What's the inside info? The visionary. Well, as we mentioned earlier with the visionary, uh, Matt Rule did recruit Kenny Pickett to Temple. He signed there in 2016, I believe it was. And then Pickett denounced and went to Pittsburgh only when Rule accepted the job to go to Baylor. So... Rule was very close to Pickett, and then Scott Fitterer came out just uh, last week, actually, and said, talked about, in particular, making a move for a quarterback, and that sometimes you have to take chances. You have to go all in and reach if you're in that position. And so, even though they may still go offensive line, I, when the with the gun to the head, I really don't think they pass on Pickett. I don't think they're going to move on that. And you're right. That's that's a bad move, but that's what NFL teams do. They make terrible moves they all the time. make bad moves, yeah. But we don't care. We're trying to win money. That's why you should bet props against your team because it's much better. <laughs> it makes life easier. <laughs> bet props against your team. Um, uh, our guy, Nick Bird, he is uh, one of our resident Panther fans. He says, I don't think they're going QB. I think they're going either offensive tackle if one mm-hmm. of the big three are there or trading back if not. like Yeah, like I said, offensive line is definitely a possibility. It's going to yeah. depend if uh, Icom or... Evan Neal dipped that much. I don't think they will. I still think in my mock, I'm going to have most likely, I'm still, still deciding. I think I'm going to have Aiden Hutchinson number one overall. I genuinely still think it's 50 50. Uh, not only do I not think the Jaguars know what they're doing just yet, I think everyone's doing the classic player to team fit. And team fit doesn't matter for Trent Balking and Jacksonville. They don't even know what the team fit is. And so that logic is incorrect. If anything, and I have heard some things that Balky's actually waiting out to see if Cam Robinson like does sign on the franchise tag for this year. Um, or if they can work out a long-term deal because they would actually just draft a lineman and have him on the interior and then let go of Robinson next year. Long-term, that is awful. That is awful business. That's not how you run a team, but that's yeah. how the Jaguars run their team. And so I still think Icom is is really there for the number one overall pick. 
Hmm. Um, we're going to be up in a second. I feel like I kind of like some of the wide receiver options here more than the running backs. Um, just to toss out a few names. I mean, Joshua Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler. Those would be three that are interesting to me. I like those guys. Uh, I also think this would be a good time to grab Willis if he gets back. Yeah, QB best available. So, I mean, uh, Daniel Jones is still there. Mac Jones is still there. Uh, and Malik Willis is a little further down in the queue. I, I think I think Malik Willis would be there in the 17th, barring our conversation influencing some potential I, drafters. I like Daniel Jones over Malik Willis, but if you want to go Malik Willis, that's totally cool. I think as a third quarterback with Dak, uh, Malik Willis gives us a little bit more uh, than Daniel Jones does. You know, well, let's play more for the end of the end of the year type stuff. I think then I think we can wait on the okay. quarterback until the 17th. So uh, it sounded like Pat, like those two Daigle McKenzie Palmer Hamler. Um, anyone you like, I mean, we've already made a little bit of a bet on the bills with Gabriel Davis. So maybe we toss McKenzie in there. Yeah. It'd be McKenzie for me. And let's just take our chances that he mixes in more than Jameson Crowder. They basically were paid the same contract, except McKenzie has a team void after year one, two years, 4.4 million or Crowder is essentially one year, 3 million. So Crowder is a very good non-sexy slot receiver. Like even yeah, the last couple he's, of years, he's capable and reliable on the jets. He's averaged seven targets per game when he's played. Like that's pretty good considering what they've had while he's been there. And, mm -hmm. but McKenzie, we also saw exploded without Cole Beasley. So we can take our chances just in case Crowder gets injured and we can see step into that role. This is hilarious. Jay Brooks found a way to get anti Ronald Jones slander on the show. You get, this is the rule. You send us 10 bucks. You get to say whatever the fuck you want. He and he said, didn't even send 10 bucks. He made no. sure to send nine, nine, you. Uh, he says, Rojo couldn't run the ball in the easiest run environment in Tampa Bay. If he couldn't light it up in Tampa Bay with Brady, a run-friendly QB, what hope does he have in KC? You're cashing checks. Rojo's heart can't cash. Here is the rebuttal. Thank you, Jay. Looks Brooks. just fine running there. <laughs> Looks just fine. I didn't know y'all had a Rojo clip either. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got a clip for everything. And if everything is about <laughs> five or six players. <laughs> so Sky Moore, LaVisca, that isn't played much anymore. Uh, a Zeke <laughs> clip played less for the next show yeah. moving forward. A Zeke <laughs> clip and also a Rojo clip. Beautiful. There's also uh, a kicker clip. Um, there is a kicker clip. That's right. There, Do we need it, no, we don't need kickers in this, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's Good a bug. We, we have to save that for in the season. Um, all right, here we go. We uh, we got sniped on both quarterbacks. God, the jerk. wow! I it, that's my bad. I did. We my could take Mac Jones though. I'd be that's he's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mac Jones is gonna play every game. That's okay. I mean, Mac Jones is going ahead of a bunch of these guys on on underdog. <laughs> um, he's going well ahead of Daniel Jones and. I think even Winston and crew. So I'm good with that. 
as GA nice. says, Daigle doesn't know about any of the clips. It's been a long off season. I was unemployed for two weeks, technically, GA. Uh, I had to move into a new place. I had to set up a studio. Um, it's been a very busy off season. So little content taken in, admittedly, as of two weeks ago. But I, I would say the last two weeks, I've been hammering more. There you go. Also, I mean, this historical anomalies, this is just uncalled floor. Okay. All right. <laughs> you need you need to send 999 wow. with this kind of comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be what we can't bring that up unless it's super chat. <laughs> All right. So structurally now we're at three QBs, uh still only at four running backs and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wide receivers in two tight ends. I think we should definitely get a third tight end and then what two more running backs. Yeah. I think it, I would say a third tight end, one more running back and one more wide receiver. Cause we have, yeah, we're kind of like a, at a hero running back build in a sense where we, we took the two early, you know, it feels similar to the, the amount of firepower you need. <laughs> I mean, do you want to count on <laughs> Zeke and Mostert to fill our RB two? I think I'm on team two more running team backs. Three? I'm, okay. I'm on team five RBs. Or no, I'm okay. sorry, two more RBs, yeah. You're yeah. on team six RBs, okay. And, and one of them can be the one you just popped into the private chat. Yeah, I like him a yeah. lot. Also, um, I should put this in the private I can't say it's that loud because someone will definitely steal it. The chat likes go. the Mac Jones pick. I'm going to put a tight end. Oh, I'll put a tight end in the private chat. Oh, I'm... It's going to be the worst title. It's going to be the worst. Yeah, I do. It's coming. <laughs> you love this guy. Yeah, because, you know, he's good. Oh, I there like he that. goes. The second you typed him, he's, he got drafted. He's Brevin like five, Jordan, I mean. He's like 5'7". Are we, st- are we still sure no, he's, he's not? Brevin Jordan? I thought he was five a big seven. dude. He's, he's big. I mean, he's a tight end. No, I, I, I thought he was small. Uh, Brevin he's, he's not that heavy, and he's, and he's short for a tight end. But you know, tight ends are normally like he's six, six three, two forty five. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought he was, I literally thought he was five nine. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. You thought he was a little H back? I thought he was a little uh, a <laughs> little thought... tiny receiver. Yeah. Dagle thought Brevin Jordan was Rondale Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Dagle's like, I need more of this guy. You you I, add four I, inches I, to what I thought his profile was? This is the knock the knock coming out of college was that he was too small. <laughs> well, you know, he is short for a tight end. They're normally he add six, five, six, six. four inches in the offseason. <laughs> he had a breakout season at uh he had a wide receiver breakout season at tight end. Oh it's pretty yeah. nice. Pretty nice. Our our last or I, I still say our uh Roto World Crane, your last blurb on Brevin Jordan is Brevin Jordan did not record a target in the Texans week 18 loss to the Titans. Yeah, that probably wasn't mine. Uh, <laughs> that's how, like, I heard that sentence. That's, that's, that really sounds like you, Pat. That, that, <laughs> a lot of, lot I would have, I would have been Pat like, a... the rookie showed promise by getting a 60% route rate. That's what I would have said. I know who Brevin Jordan is, GA. I didn't know he was six inches taller than I thought he was. 
Eric, Eric says, let Pat pick the late round RBs after he, he hit on Stevenson. Am I, am I giving off the vibe of a dictator who's overruling people on the show tonight, Eric? <laughs> you, you worried that Pat's going to be bringing down the tablets from the mountainside and I'm going to crack them over my knees? <laughs> no, get out of here. There was no, also like Stevenson was more frustrating in redraft at least because you knew they wasn't they weren't going to give him a larger role as long as uh, Damian Harris was healthy. Uh, yeah, but then he'd, he'd score three touchdowns or whatever just because they were beating the crap out of the Browns. Or Damian Harris would leave early. Yeah, he left a couple yeah. games early with an ankle injury. He pulled him from the Jags game as well, and then the you know Stevenson just rolled. Here's Better uh, in basketball. Team Eleven pulling off the rare, the coveted backdoor Texan stack. <laughs> that is pretty Nico nice. Actually, I like Davis Mills. It's nice. Well done. Well done. Well done. Golf clap for the Houston backdoor <laughs> stack. Observes two we things. Do, we do appreciate that. Uh, I would watch this web series. Dago goes on a quest for a 5 9 tight end. There has to be America. I'm going to mock draftable right now. I'll, I'll report back. I'll report back. Sort by height. Go to shortest That's- ever. It's short for a running back. <laughs> like the average running back is probably 5'10". You thought Brevin Jordan was, was Rod I really thought he was 5'9". I'm not kidding. <laughs> Dago heard one nugget last year that said he was small for his size and just never looked into it. <laughs> and, and it didn't matter last year either. That's the issue. That's true. It's a good point. It never mattered enough for me to look. I feel like Pat, when we would share our DFS lineups last year on Sundays, like every other lineup had Brevin Jordan in at tight end for Pat well, at like twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> See the uh, would on the DFS show. Dago would like say a guy that like I would probably play, and he'd be like, "Oh, oh, everyone's probably everyone's gonna be jamming Brevin Jordan. You can't play him." And I'm like, Dago, only me." Only I am. Uh, so well, I, I like was... Willis's suggestion here. What do you guys think about uh, Mo Ali Cox? Let's do it. Daigle, you on board for the return of the Mac? Oh, baby. Uh, do you have a clip for him? Yeah, I'm always on board for I, Mac. I don't. I mean, the reason I ask is because he is five foot four, and I know that you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. famously small no, Mo Ali Cox. I, I don't. I don't know if you've ever heard, but Mac. <laughs> played college basketball so oh, i am okay. aware that he is not five nine like brevin jordan <laughs> um daigle this is definitely a personal question you don't have to answer it but eric wants to know how tall you are i always say five ten but when i say five ten people make fun of me because it's probably five nine or five eight but uh, i say five ten <laughs> brevin <laughs> jordan height yeah <laughs> um that's another way to put it nick we all want big cocks that's yep. for sure that's the new Mac, slogan of the Mac show, ship chasing. We all want big cocks. We have a Mac attack. We do have Mac on Mac. Also, Mac. A, a quick report from this year's draft. Connor Hayward, tight end from Michigan State, is the shortest tight end to ever check in at 5'11 and 1'8 inch. <laughs> <laughs> so, there is no such thing in the NFL ever as a 5'9 tight end. Hang on. I just want to say, if there's a 5'9 tight end out there watching this show. I don't want you to give up on your dreams. I want you to keep pushing. I want you to be the change you want to see in the NFL. Let's not put a glass ceiling on these tight ends, Daigle. Also send your home videos to 
Pete Overzet at shipchasing.com. <laughs> and so we can roll a clip on five non tight ends anytime Brevin Jordan's drafted. Yeah. And I will give you a four four sub. I'm pretty sure they'll let me for being a short tight end. So please yeah. let me know and I will gladly help you out. Yeah, is it? Yeah, did you uh, say I bet there's a bunch of five nine high school tight ends? There's gonna be a <laughs> yeah. ton of four for four subs to give out. <laughs> yeah, uh, promo code short kings. Um, put that short in. Kings. <laughs> Where are all my short kings that's, at? That's actually just the short chasing kings. Discord password. So don't type that in. P, I want. We gotta get a t-shirt. Short king. I want. <laughs> I, 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 I want to wear that. <laughs> um, look at this. Uh, Consigliere says you've earned the respect, all the respect Silva lost in the randomizer. Daigle, you've done it. Great, because I felt like he was grilling me earlier. He's like, you've never heard of Brevin Jordan, bro? Like, I have. I just <laughs> um, happened to think he was 4-7, so, so calm down. So I have, I have, I know Pat's guy, and I have two other running backs I like, too. I I think it's about time to take the guy I suggested because uh, Pierre Strong came off the board, which is kind of like... I, well, the I was going to say because Jared Johnson came off the board. That would be my pick. So your pick is good. All right. This guy is... Uh, I think pretty underrated. He's he's got some breakaway ability. He's like a decent pass catcher. Uh, he did uh, convert to linebacker in 2019, and then had to convert back to running back. So that's not ideal. That the BYO coaches thought uh, BYU coaches thought he was a, a linebacker. He did record uh, a sack in 2019, and got a couple hurries as well. So you know, a versatile player. That's important, and. Uh, you know, four six forty and like two twenty two twenty four, kind of a Jordan Howard type. All right, I'm sold. How do you pronounce one. his last name? Algier, Tyler Algier. All right, just like it looks. Um, Connor says I'm five nine and feeling so ashamed right now. No, this is unless Connor, you're you can play tight end, dude. To be tight end, you don't need <laughs> to feel ashamed. This is only if you have aspirations of being an NFL tight end. Unless you are Connor Hayward in this year's draft class, then you are the shortest tight end ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's honestly kind of incredible. There hasn't been some I know beefed up five eight dude who who made it happen. Jalen Samuels, uh, yes, okay. that Jalen Samuels. Yeah, because he declared as a tight end at the draft. He was the next shortest, uh, 5'11 and a half. Okay. And then after that, there's a, uh, actually, there's only two 5'11 tight ends in NFL history. It goes to 6'1 after that. Wow. So, <laughs> actually, very far removed from 5'9. Very far. <laughs> Not even close. I do I, love uh, that. We can't draft Brevin Jordan. He's 5'9. <laughs> so good. I was... Uh, the other night I was going down a, a rabbit hole on, on TikTok, as one is, is known to do. And there was this kid who like from his videos, he played, he clearly played on the Alabama football team. And I was like, you don't look like a kicker. You also don't look like you should be playing on the Alabama football team. I discovered he's their long snapper. So, okay. you know, they're, you know, all body types, shapes and sizes can even find a home on a D one team. Do you still do TikTok? Um, what do you mean by do like, do you participate and make TikToks? I'm part of the community. Um, uh, four for four and best birds are bugging me to do it. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never downloaded it and I kind of want to keep oh. it that way. That's the issue. But also like I have had a few drinks most nights 
And Hulk's Joe Hulk is always the one I, <laughs> I, I have bothered. had a few drinks just generally. I don't I don't know what makes me do it. I just think because his video quality, he's like the best. And so like I always bother Hulka in the texts and the DMs. Like when I get ideas, and I'm just like, hey bro, like what's this video quality and what's the algorithm? And like he'll actually answer most of the time. Sometimes I know it's answer. like a bit with Hulka, but his camera is really good. He's the best. It's He's nice. the best at understanding tech and quality and business. And so I literally just message him when I'm confused at something mm-hmm. and he'll always answer. Honestly, sometimes it may be post Packers Vikings game where he'll just, he'll even tell me too many drinks. Can't answer you right now, <laughs> but <laughs> he will answer eventually. So and he told me, he told me uh length video quality and link as in as short a length as possible. Like you got to hook them and then you got to get okay. the fuck out. All right, we got to make a pick, and then we got to get the fuck out. Um, I I was uh, interested in Eno Benjamin and my guy Jarek McKinnon uh, here, but I'm open to other suggestions. So Eno, you know, to Jarek, oh Jarek's here. The only guy I would say rookie wise would be uh, Tyler Batty, who he uh, Davis was making the case for. He's like a a receiving back type, a Naheem Hines type. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I still I, think Jarek Jarek McKinnon is. I don't I'm think down for Jarek. Free. You think right. he's going to sign somewhere where his yeah, I guess anywhere he signs his ADP would boost. Well, I still think I still think he could be the guy that Chiefs retain. Okay. I, I, I like, like it better than walk. We discussed, you know, Benjamin. I'm still out on you know Benjamin, just as you know, he's seventh rounder. Uh Jonathan Ward resigned and they actually used Jonathan Ward over him whenever both were healthy. So mm-hmm. I still don't really like you yeah. know, Benjamin. I know we like him as a prospect, but I'm not sure they like him as a prospect. And Beatty's interesting, but or Batty, but I think he's going to be a. Uh, he's probably going to be like a fifth or sixth round pick. So it's not the most not the most exciting. You actually have a second angle. I didn't know that. Wait, but it mutes oh, you. Well, Your you second angle on, mutes you. Oh you man! Already want two Pete. I've already done this trick on Splash <laughs> Play. It's my it's my go to trick now. Two Pete's. <laughs> I, oh it freaks me out i don't <laughs> like the double p because <laughs> it does actually feel like there's two beats and what's crazy, <laughs> what's crazy is it's so high depth that it's not a lag like you're moving at the same time <laughs> you know we're we're moving to the future now fellas um all right let's uh i will say uh i, I feel like a couple other times we did these ffpc drafts with the 20 rounds they went almost two hours. I feel like banging this out in a tight 90 was pretty, uh, yeah. pretty uh, manageable. Um, Daigle, I need you to give us the official recap of this team. We started strong at wide receiver with Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins. We decided that the drop-off was either George Kittle or Darren Waller at tight end since Kelsey Andrews and Pitts had already been taken. And we knew if we passed on Kittle at five, uh, the second pick within the, with the number five, that we wouldn't get either. So we went ahead and took him. Then we went Travis Etienne as our fake DeAndre Swift for April 6th, this early. <laughs> then we had a chance to go either Ezekiel Elliott as a touch-based workhorse for four games or Jerry Judy. We went Ezekiel Elliott. I don't mind it knowing we were going to wait on wide receiver. We then started the prestigious Zeke and Dak stack. Went heavy wide receiver on young guys we like. Not only that, but also a heavy cowboy stack 
going to be a great offense. There's no doubt. They will not compete late into the postseason, but they're going to be a great offense <laughs> with Traylon Burks, who we think is drafted there, hypothetical stack, Michael Gallup, and, of course, Gabriel Davis. Love him. Gronk is our tight end, too. And if he comes out of retirement, honestly, you could put him over Pitts if you want to. You could put him over George Kittle because that's the rates he had last year. He had better usage-wise. He had better targets than all these guys. He was still very, very explosive. All that matters is if he was healthy and he doesn't have as many reps as we think he has since he was retired for a year. Then we continue the stack with James Washington later on. We have Sky Moore adding another rookie. We clearly need more running backs. I've only mentioned two, and we're only confident in one of those two. So Raheem Mostert, better in best ball. Deontay Foreman, just in case Christian McCaffrey is injured and or traded, even though we are very late into the season for that. Isaiah McKenzie, who has been incredible with at least a touchdown and 100 yards in both games. His last two starts have placed Cole Beasley, who's no longer on the team. James Crowder may have to get out of the way, but we don't know if James Crowder can stay healthy at his age or if he's going to be the starting slot receiver. So no big deal. And then Mac Jones, QB3, behind Zach Wilson, QB2, whomever has the better one, that's okay. Mo Cox, hoping he does well because we always have faith in him. I don't know if you heard. He also played basketball in college. And then also rounding it out with two running backs we have faith in, and Tyler Algier, who we expect to get drafted in day two at least, and Jarrett McKinnon, who may get retained by the Chiefs, but honestly, in the last round, if he signs anywhere, that's an ADP bump. It's very nice. comprehensive. One stack, honestly, just one stack. Only the Cowboys, but we may have that's onslaughted it with perhaps five Cowboys players. That's okay. Is it, if, uh, yes, or maybe six if they take both Traylon Burks and Sky Moore. Well, plus Algier. <laughs> oh, wow. He's more yeah. like- now, we're, now we're talking. <laughs> Algier, I, I think Algier is probably more of like a round four, round five type of guy, but perfect fit to go in and steal Zeke's job by the end of the season. <laughs> that was always the thesis of the play. We knew we were drafting Zeke for four and a half games. Um, Daigle, the only this team was, uh, you will draft Zeke in all year, so it's okay. At least you got exposure it to It might him. be true. It might be. I was going to try honestly, to refute it, and I don't think I could. Honestly, Zeke is going so late yeah. that I'm going to exactly. have exposure. He is. I'm going to have exposure. It's it's not – like he, I took a bunch of Aaron Jones when he was going um, not too much earlier, kind of in the late fourth, you know. I, Aaron I, Jones is still honestly – Aaron Jones honestly is still going pretty late. Like, he should still – every – Where do you go every, here? Every draft go over Saquon Barkley – go over Antonio Gibson, and then go over Brees Hall and Cam Akers. Every draft. I agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones went. Where is he? There he is. End at 212. Yeah, so he used to go in the fourth round, and I would just yeah. take him every time. I just hammer him. Because it's like, this isn't going to last. It's like a holdover from people being nervous about Rodgers not being there. It's like one of these lagging ADP things. So, He's yeah. not... Nine career games without Devontae Adams, a full eight fantasy points more per game, also a target and a half more per game, uh, five catches per game too. So the the splits are there. That seems pretty nice. Plus Rodgers like takes three years to get up to speed with a new wide receiver every time. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the draft felt good, at least structurally, in that I never felt we were scrambling to get a position that we were behind on. I feel like we were able to kind of hit pockets where we wanted to. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's like it's three short kings doing their thing to me. <laughs> three short kings. Uh, <laughs> three short kings. 
Uh, yes. That, Daigle, that's going to be one of our, uh, if we do a randomizer show, you can't draft anyone over six feet tall for the entire <laughs> draft. I think Daigle just yet again coined another ship chasing ism. I think we <laughs> got the, or I guess Zeke, you, you kind of coined it. The- Zeke vomit clip in perpetuity. We got the visionary clip. If you want to throw it on social media, <laughs> look at Daigle, Daigle producing content king show now. Of all of his Short king content king, right now. Daigle's like, head. if you could also get this to me in portrait mode, so I could launch my TikTok <laughs> career, that'd be great. If you could, uh, if you could Daigle, put a camera you a in the corner right of this room, that'd be great. <laughs> can you do a TikTok explaining the bits you just created? <laughs> yeah. Is it be- behind the fantasy scenes how the sausage gets made with John Daigle? Um, John, we appreciate you. Uh, hopping on with us tonight did you say you're uh you got masters content for the people there are masters content for the people uh betspurtsgolf.com and if you are new to underdog we just did ffpc i love all of them as well i can't wait till we're all back in vegas ahead of week one i think it's gonna be the biggest ever too um the main event by the way it's a million to first place this year a million one you, bit top heavy in the, the payout structure to get there but uh could you imagine that's... how insufferable this show will be if we were to win the millie. I mean, pray, and, pray it doesn't. I bet. Happen. I bet we'd have a highlight reel for that. We were playing the football. highlight reel. I'm having a fucking full length documentary produced. <laughs> we'll just make a documentary about ship chasing with the million. They're like, what did you guys do with the money? It's like, well, I ended up getting a, a 20k camera and uh, shot a documentary. <laughs> You'll be happy to know, though, in storage, I did find my Ric Flair button-up I'll wear again to the draft. So there we go. At least, at least we'll always have that clip. Um, and then also, like I said, Underdog, if you sign up there right now, sign up, deposit $10, type in the promo code BETSPERSCOLF, you get it for free. And that's where all the Masters promo code is. Uh, I'll give you one play, and maybe it backfires on me, but whatever. Right now, you want to play if you're playing PGA DFS all the expensive guys because Masters has the best players in the world and you have to be able to afford them somehow, I will be playing Stuart Sink and single entries. He's only 6,400 on DraftKings. He is literally locked into my single entry lineup across the field, mid-stakes and high-stakes right now. So there you go. I'm giving it Do away. You know, that makes me feel so good, Daigle, because I was looking at my exposures. I, d- I was playing more of the 20 max and I have 26% Stuart Sink and I was like, Oh, really? Bad? And so when you just gave me the stamp there, now I'm validated. I appreciate uh, that. Second highest greens and regulation at Augusta ever. Literally ever. Um, he knows how to play wow. the course because it's about angles. And he's 48 years old. This year in 2022, he's averaged three, 308 yards off the tee. That's actually pretty wild. Like 308 is strong for a long course. Uh, it's now 75-12 is what it plays at. So we're good. 6,400, Stewart Sink. Do whatever the hell, hell else you want with the rest of your lineup. Also... Corain is on DFS golf for the first time. Uh, uh, Dude, DFS off is the best. You just got to make sure you get four or five through, and then it's going to be fun. If you get like only three through, even four most of the time, it's not fun because there's no point in looking. But you get five or six through to the weekend. Oh, baby, you're you're doing nothing but ignoring everyone you're with and checking the leaderboard every single second of the day. Also, touting Corain on the show tomorrow as the opener for Field Yates, four p.m. Eastern. (laughs) The 444 YouTube page, or if you just go to iTunes or Spotify, type in the most accurate podcast. We're right there. So Crane and I talking dynasty receivers. And that's how he's going to leave whenever Phil Yates comes on tomorrow. So it works out great. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you've given him the signal. He now has a Pavlovian response when he hears the words. Field Yates, Pat, just I'm just going to be. 
going to be just too. Do you play, uh, you play left handed? For... Do you play yeah, left handed? I play left handed yeah. too. I taught myself left handed accidentally. Oh, I didn't know the guitar really went that way. All right, Pat, play no, us a song. Play, it's no, incredibly it out of tune. No, I it's just like... a little. Send Daigle off with a little ditty. This is how we're going off tonight. It's very out of tune.